This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Basics Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Oprah Toad, your host. Happy New Year's, first of all. It's actually January 2nd when we started recording this because the host of With the First Pick, Ryan Wilson, who's a, not a co-host on here, but you know, a super friend, uh, had to do, like, they had you doing a ton of HQ. You're, you're that popular, and uh, you, you do a lot of work. Very impressive. You, you and Rick Spielman are crushing it with the podcast. Highly recommend everyone check it out. Also, uh, also featured on this podcast, John Breach. We're going to recap Week 17. I'm I'm pretty exhausted. It's been a long couple of days. How you doing, Wilson? What are you tired from? I just grinding on work all, all time. By the way, uh, longtime devotees of the podcast will will be thrilled to note that uh, junior assistant podcast producer Debo is handling the back end duties tonight. We are thrilled to have him back. A lot of old school energy here. Wilson's not bringing it, but breaches. I feel it. Well, what Brinson's not telling you is that Billy quit after three weeks because he couldn't deal working with Brinson anymore. And so now we've got Debo totally uh, on an island in the South Pacific producing our podcast. No, I mean, okay, the only part of that, that makes any sense is Billy quitting like because he couldn't deal with me. Uh, how are you guys doing? Week 17, the Steelers. My goodness. We told you last week, Wilson, they're going to the playoffs. Kitty Pickett and the Steelers are going dancing, baby. No, a lot has to happen for that to, to be realized. But it's a good start. No doubt about it. It's a good start. The Dolphins had to lose, and uh, they managed that quite convincingly. And the Steelers had to win, and they pulled that out in the last minute. The Jets had to lose, and uh, turns out Mike White uh, dressed up as Zach Wilson for New Year's Eve, and that's how he played. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good start. It's a great win. I'm happy for you old Keeney Pickett there. Back-to-back game-winning drives. Uh, I guess a, a Raiders team that that literally sent their quarterback out the pasture, and then a Ravens team that doesn't have a quarterback. They're still waiting for Lamar to get back. But hey, it is what it is. One more week of football to play breach. So the Steelers and their fans are mid. Is that how the kids say it? Mid. I don't no, know if the kids not, would use use no, that word. That's not what mid means at all. The situation. It's a terrible description. We need to get Wilson's kids on this podcast. So do, 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 you know who's, do you know who's mid? The Jets are mid. The Jets are mid. They're I thought you were going to say you, in which case I'd say, oh, no. I, 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 would, I would say I'm, I would say I'm above mid. Uh, my TV is coming through. All right. Well, anyway, um, I'll tell you what, Wilson. I want you to know about the Steelers for a few more seconds while I stand up and go turn down my television. Breach, what? 
impressed you the most about this Steelers football team? Because the special teams, they're going to lose that every time to Justin Tucker and typically to any other football team. Was it the last drive? Was it Mike Tomlin's coaching acumen? Do you desperately wish that Mike Tomlin was coaching the Bengals? Tell me. What impressed me the most, and I'm not even sure if I would call it impressive. I don't know what the word is, <laughs> is that they can do absolutely nothing on offense for three quarters for the second straight week mm. and still manage to win the game. I mean, going into those two fourth quarter, going into the, the last scoring drive, I think Kenny Pickett was 10 of 21 in this game. And then he magically turns into uh, Terry Bradshaw in his prime or, or 2005 Ben Roethlisberger, whatever. He turns into some super Steelers quarterback in these fourth quarters. Uh, I mean, he was phenomenal on that last drive. And it's just that like, Roger Harris was hot. unbelievable. That was hot. You know how I describe the Steelers offense under Matt Canada, especially the last two weeks? It's like the uh, Major League Baseball season where 162 games do not matter. Only the playoffs matter, and then things get exciting. So that's the first 45 to 50 minutes of Steelers offense is the 162-game Major League Baseball schedule. Kind of reminds me a little bit of like some of the – I'm not – Russell Wilson with the Seahawks where – You'd be like, God, this is so frustrating. It's so stupid. And then they would just be back to it in a corner. They're like, all right, all right, Kenny, go figure it out. And Kenny would just go like take care of business. He, I just, the one thing I just wonder about him, the way the last two weeks, and I don't want to compare him to Tom, Thomas Edward Brady or anything. No, but he's got a little, like he, he, he does it. You watch him play and you're not like blown away by anything he does like physically, and then all of a sudden he gets it like late in these games. He starts kind of like slinging it around and making, I don't know, man. He's got a little, he's got a little juice. I would not be displeased about Kenny Pickett if I was a Steelers fan. He's fine. I mean, those are no pressure. Let's be, let's be honest. Those aren't high pressure situations. They, if they lose those I games. The Ravens on Sunday Night Football. Well, with the let me ask you guys this. That's live, that's pretty high pressure. Let's say the Steelers sneak into the playoffs. They get that seven seed. If you're the. You start two, Mason Rudolph. Yes. No, if you're the oh, two yeah. or the three seed in the AFC, oh. would you rather play the Ravens or would you rather play the Steelers? Is Lamar is, Jackson playing or no? That's the first question. Lamar Jackson will say he is playing, but he doesn't play in week 18, so he has not played in mm. five and a half weeks by the time this game rolls around. So if you're the Bills or if you're the Bengals as we sit here, two and three, right. is that what you said? Yeah. yeah. I think, um, if I'm, if I'm just, I, I mean, I, I think I'd rather play the Ravens, but uh, no, I'd, rather, I'd rather play the, I'd rather, I don't know, man. The, the, the Bills and the Bengals both put an ass whooping on the Steelers. They ain't worried about I mean, Kenny Pickett. or Giggles at the thought of playing Kenny Pickett. In a, in a yeah, playoff. But he also got sacked six times in, or seven times in week one and lost to the Steelers. Well, uh, what do we think the Steelers-Browns line will be in week 18? Steelers minus four? Where's that game? In Pittsburgh. Three. Browns are eliminated. Um, Wednesday Wilson is it's close for four. Say five, but I mean, it felt too much. Yeah, three and a half actually is probably probably yeah. a sweet spot now. I'm trying to do a quick uh, a quick little uh, estimate on, on what the parlay the parlay price would be. Okay, right here, perfect. Parlay price would be for the Steelers to make the playoffs eighteen to one ish. See, so the 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 Jets have to beat the Dolphins. But anyway, the Patriots have to Patriots and Dolphins have to lose, right? Stephen O actually has it at eighteen percent right now. I screwed that up. Sorry. It's five to one. I, I screwed that up. I hit the Patriots at the Bills. Yeah. Five so the to Bills one. have to win. The Jets have to win. And the Steelers have to win. Right. For the Steelers right. to get in. That's a five to one parlay. That's money on the money line. That is not. No, the Jets have to lose. Oh, no. I'm sorry. The Jets are out. Yeah. Jets have to have to. Uh, Jets have, to have to lose. Patriots have to lose. Steelers have to win. Correct. Breach. Correct. And Buffalo has to beat the 
the Patriots. Right. It's a, it's five to one. Yeah, that's that it's, that checks out. That's what Stephen O has eighteen percent. Right. But I'm just saying, like, I mean, like last week. And look, like I I think you were probably being pessimistic, Steelers, and probably like accurate. It was eight percent before this game tonight. Totally. I mean. Breach and I just said we thought the Steelers were going to make the playoffs and like you can't kill this team. Somehow. Breach doesn't think they're making well, the playoffs. I, last week. I do think they're going to make. I, I've, I've been. You're a Steelers fan. I have a buddy who's a Steelers fan. My buddy Jeff and he, he's just been texting all week. You don't want to see us in the playoffs. You don't want to see us in the playoffs. Oh, and so I'm like, bad, I don't want the Bengals to play the Steelers in the playoffs. The Steelers have a really oh, good defense. Please. And you know the other part of this is that if you're a Steelers fan, you want the Bills to beat the Bengals on Monday night, be, so that the Bills have something to play for in week 18 which is the number one overall seed so that they're playing their starters against the patriots yeah i i, I think the steelers are I, I think it's a credit to mike tomlin it's a credit to kenny pickett being seriously like a little clutch and this defense for pittsburgh has stepped up in a big way Najee harris has been much better and um jim warren pretty good player yeah, he's been he's been the best running back over the course of the season. I don't think Najee's been healthy the entire time. He certainly feels healthier now. Hey, that planner thing before the season. By the um, way, uh, Stephen O. Some of the ratings, though. Or unless you got, unless you got I just want to say quickly, Stephen O's latest uh, AFC playoff percentage updates after this Sunday night game. Our guy at Sportsline. Steelers are last at 18%. Next sure. is Tennessee. They're done because um, they don't have a quarterback. Next is New England at 35%. Then the Dolphins at 44%. And then the Jaguars, who are at 76%, feel too low. Uh, we can get to that in a minute, but um, I would say with the Ravens, no, and good, good, good breakdown of that. I think that I think I don't want to mess with Mike Vrabel, but we'll we'll get to that in a second. The Ravens lose; they are not dead to win the division yet. If the Bills beat the Bengals on Monday night, the and the Ravens beat the Bengals in Week 18, Baltimore mm-hmm. still wins the division. Baltimore yeah. obviously has clinched the playoff spot. Um, but that, if, that if, happening. if Cincinnati beats Buffalo at home on Monday night, the Bengals clinch, right? Breach. If the Bengals win tomorrow, they clinch. Yeah. So you're telling me that Joe Burrow goes nuclear on Monday night, your Cincinnati Bengals clinch AFC North. Clinch we all, we all have a dance party AFC North, but you know, the crazy thing is with the Ravens, they just look so bad. They've somehow, you know, since Lamar went out and he only played, I think the first half, the less in the first half, uh, when he got injured against the Broncos. And so they've now basically played five games without him. They're averaging 11.8 points per game in those five games. It's not like they've been playing good teams. They're playing the Falcons. They're playing the Broncos. Uh, They played the Browns and only scored three points. So it's like this team cannot, it, it doesn't matter how you feel about Lamar Jackson, whether you think his style works, whether you think it doesn't, Bottom line is this offense is better with him than it is with Tyler Huntley, yeah. and it just doesn't feel like the Ravens are going to do much damage in the postseason unless Lamar gets back out there. Lamar just, has to come back if they want to make yes. any kind of run whatsoever. Absolutely. Otherwise, they're probably going to be the – can the Chargers catch the no, – They already caught him. Chargers are the five seed right now. So they'll be the six seed, so they'll play the three – I mean, either the Bengals or the – oh, man. The Ravens could get, like, train wrecked if Lamar doesn't play. And I think they're a well-coached team. The defense is a lot better. It's weird. This team has completely flipped over the course of the season. They were terrible at defense early in the year. Couldn't stop anybody in the secondary. And they were, like, like piling up points. They scored what it felt like they were. They scored 38, 37, uh, back-to-back in weeks two and three. Then Lamar started playing poorly. And then Lamar was just got hurt, and he hadn't been in there. The defense, when they added Roquan Smith, has been much better. But the offense is just bad. 
Well, there are Lamar was sort of up and down. I mean, this is the fourth game they've lost by having double digit leads, and three of those games were with Lamar. Sure, I'm sure. Pretty sure. Yeah, they could. Yeah, they could have won the division already. So, I mean, I thought, thought J.K. Dobbins had a little juice on Sunday night. Yeah, yeah, juice last time they played too. I mean, uh, I think the breach's larger point is just like you can't win without your quarterback. And even though he wasn't MVP, Lamar, he's you know two million percent better than Tyler Huntley. No disrespect to Tyler Huntley, you just can't win that way. Um, sustain anyway. I mean, you can beat the Steelers. And they could have won that game for sure. But you get to the playoffs, you're going to get you get waxed. The first three weeks of the season, he was playing MVP Lamar, and then he just kind of tailed off a little bit and then got hurt. Uh, or tailed off a lot, actually. I, yeah, Ravens tough to back. I mean, I picked him to win the Super Bowl. I don't I don't think it's going to happen unless Lamar comes back. So that's pretty important. I don't. I bet we don't see him in Week 18. I think I feel, I feel like you'd rather rest him one more week and let him get 100% in the playoffs and just try for the road game than – well, I yeah. think it's crazy just how long Lamar's been out, and the Ravens keep underplaying the severity of the injury. It's like, is Lamar playing this week? Nope. Is he going to practice Wednesday? And then it's like, no, we'll hold him out of practice Thursday. And this is literally every single week where he might come back. And obviously, they didn't put him on injured reserve, so it, that makes you feel like they thought he could be back within four weeks, and that hasn't been the case. There are some, like, I mean, not rumblings, but um, I feel like I've been asked this a couple times. Like People are like, do you think Lamar's, like, waiting because of his contract situation. I don't think that's the case. Personally. Yeah, I mean, they can just, you know, franchise him, right? No, I'm saying, like, Lamar's not, he's not able to play and he's not playing because he doesn't want to injure himself further because of his contract. I think he's too good a team player to do that. Right, yeah, right. I don't think so. Moving along. Moving along. Elsewhere. The okay. Giants. Oh, the Packers. <laughs> I mean, I tell you what, I would not want to fade the Packers right now. Do you see Aaron Rodgers cut his dang hair? Mm. I mean, he cut his hair. He's like basically shaved his head. And he's Aaron Jones is talking about we don't they they smoke the Vikings. They absolutely torch the Vikings in week 17. Uh the the afternoon slate. Rodgers was what you would expect, not like insanely, not a monster game. Um, the defense played a lot better. Kirk Cousins was awful. I don't even put all that on Kirk Cousins. I mean Okay. They gave up a kickoff return. I don't know why you kicking yeah, the, to, bad. to Keyshawn. Uh, they gave up. Uh, there was that weird pick six. That ball was bobbled. And Kurt didn't play great. I get it. But Lamar, I mean, Aaron only threw for 159 yards. I, I think special teams. And by the way, um, and Breach has a whole bunch of special teams porn he wants to talk about. But the, the first series of the game, block punt by the Vikings. They get the ball at the one yard line. And they they have to settle for a field goal. So it's three nothing. And then they get. A 41 unanswered hung on him, and the game the game's over. So I think it was uh, every single face stunk. And the point differential for this 12 and 4 team is minus 19. And I've been I've said it, it before. The point differential for last year's team, those eight and nine, was minus one. I mean, Kirk Rosas was freaking awful. You can do the math on, you know, whether this team is a 12 win team or not. I mean, Aaron Jones ran for 111 yards on 14 carries at 7.9. Cousins went 18 to 31 for two of five, a touchdown at three picks. They brought in Nick Mullins late, who's like slinging touchdowns to Jalen Naylor and, and, and KJ Osborne. I mean, I guess it was just Osborne, but still, like, like it, it did not. If I'm telling you, man, you look at that Packers team and you look at the NFC as a whole, and and I realize that I'm biased here because I have wagers on the Packers to win the NFC, but Jalen Hurts, also a mysterious injury, like Lamar Jackson. The Vikings, I mean, they are they they win games a lot, but they this was not a great performance going into the playoffs. The 49ers have Brock Purdy as a quarterback. I kind of trust him, but he's still a rookie. So the last pick of the draft, 
The four seed is the freaking NFC South and Tom Brady. The Cowboys are coached by Mike McCarthy. The next team is going to be the, 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 the Giants. We have the Giants and Danny Dimes. Like Aaron Rodgers can win the NFC. It's not that crazy. It's also not that crazy to think that the Vikings could lose in the first round. Uh, Aaron just, Rodgers. So like, it, it, it's just we talk about it every single week. They win by the skin of their teeth, and we're like, "Oh my gosh, they shouldn't have won that game." But when they lose, they—it's <laughs> spectacular. I mean, this is like no messing around, right? This is asteroid crashing into the Earth. Losses. I mean, it is just unbelievable how bad they get beaten. And when you look at the best teams they've played, whether it was Philadelphia, whether it was Dallas, uh, even the Lions uh, a couple weeks ago, they're losing these games by double digits and they're all ugly losses. And just it's uh, the Vikings just feel like that team you don't trust at all in the playoffs. Well, so does it feel at all like, at least on the NFC side, maybe that there are these teams and and look, the Eagles feel bad. Billy leaves and we still got to deal with Devo and Eagles producer. And I picked the Eagles to win the NFC before the season, but the Eagles started so hot and it's just like, you know, just attrition sometimes catches up Vikings, incredible season, but it feels like the teams who like rode hot the entire year are sort of limping into the playoffs a bit. And these like questionable teams are maybe kind of coming in a little bit warm and the year with this much parity, we could see somebody make a, a big upset run. I mean, yeah, no, that's right. I, I think the Eagles were extremely lucky health-wise over the first three quarters of the season, even 80% of the season. And then the the injury bug has sort of caught up with them over the last few weeks, starting with Jalen and then Josh Sweat left today um, with a neck injury. But I think he got to the hospital and he was able to move all his extremities, which is great news, but I don't know what that means for his return. So the injury bug is sort of caught up with him. And, and that's concerning given the timing. And we talked about this in HQ. Joe Musso asked me and BMAC who our favorite team was uh, that we trusted the most in the NFC. Who do you think we said, Breach? Uh, 49ers? The 40 freaking Niners. With a rookie QB? With a rookie quarterback. Tom Brady? No, no one trusts Tom Brady. Tom Brady's interest. I don't know. know. That's insane. If you think that Tom Brady's going to. I don't think it's insane to suggest that the NFC Championship game could be Green Bay and Tampa Bay. It's insane to suggest that. What are the odds? Let's let's, let's put odds to the insanity number because. You won't put your money where your mouth is, is what I'm saying. I literally have already put my money where my mouth is. What are the odds? Because it's insane. It's not Brinson will put his money where his mouth is all yeah, the I'll time. Put my That's the one thing. Is, my finger. Like, I don't care where my put me out, put it anywhere. Like, I'm not really like I'm not really that discerning. Um a Green Bay Tampa Bay NFC title game matchup. If we assume that I'm trying to, I'm trying to make sure that we're not line, lining up on the same side of the bracket. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like I, if they don't want to, ma- I don't want to match up in the divisional round. Then I, I look like an idiot. I would say it's probably what uh, forty to one. No, they, they, yeah, they can't match up in the divisional round because the Packers can only get the seven seed, and if they win, they would play the one seed. Right. How does forty to one sound, Breach? Does that sound about right? Maybe too high. Maybe twenty-five yeah, to one. Maybe twenty-five to one. No, forty to. I thought you meant too high, like yeah. go up to fifty to one. I don't think. I don't think it's that high. It's like a four-game parlay. Yeah, but they're not equal. 50-50 chance to win. Of course not. Thing. Okay. All right. But anyway, I the 49ers are, are my team to beat in the NFC because of the injury concerns. If, if Jalen's 100% in Philly, that's a different conversation. But as we sit here, he's not. And uh, unfortunately, Breach, third-round Minshew is more like uh, third from the last pick Minshew because he is oh! he has not been good. Up high, down hard. He said one great game and one bad game. I was talking to somebody today. They were like, you know, I think that Jalen Hurts' MVP odds to be improving because of Carter Minshew. 
Yeah, he's helping his case. Jalen Hurts might jump Patrick Mahomes because of Gardner Minshew. Like that's how that's how that's a problematic issue with the Eagles in that without Jalen Hurts, that offense has changed dramatically and they are not the same. But back to I was trying to do the Vikings math. Um if the Vikings and the Packers played in the playoffs. Let me let me turn the question around to you. you Rank rank the NFC teams in terms of how how much you trust them. Because I I know where the Vikings are going to be just ahead of the Buccaneers. And you can guess what the Buccaneers are going to be. Yeah, let me find my list. I've got it right here. I actually wrote this somebody earlier. I trust my list is 49ers one. Packers two with an asterisk that they have to be in. Not even in the playoffs, but okay. Eagles three. With an asterisk that Jalen Hurts, there's an asterisk that they have to be in. Eagles three with an asterisk that if Hurts is their quarterback, that he would they would move to one. Bucks four, space, 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 Cowboys, Vikings, Giants. I don't know why the Bucks are four, but okay. Breach, you want to what's your list? They have Tom Brady. Uh it's probably 49ers one. And this is gonna sound crazy. The Bengals uh, are two <laughs> in the <laughs> NFC. Yeah. The Colts are seven. Uh, probably Eagles too. With I mean, if Jalen Hurts, his health is such a big deal, and but we'll say he's going to play. Yeah, and not. obviously, if they get the one seed, they get a week off, and that would be good for him. Uh, then the Cowboys three. Those are my top three. Uh, Where did the Vikings come in? Is my that's what we're trying to get to. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I can't even count that high. How many teams are in the NFC? No, seven. Can oh, I trust the it's, Bears it's over the Vikings, or does it have to be only playoff teams? <laughs> Do you trust Seattle? Because I trust Seattle. I trust Geno Smith more than I trust the Vikings right now. I know that game would be in Minnesota, but I do not trust the Vikings. Is Gino I probably put the Vikings at five on my trust scale okay. out of seven teams. I, I would actually probably put the Vikings above the Cowboys if I would redo that. I wouldn't. No way. And I don't necessarily. I'm not necessarily. What time the is the game? What time is that game kicking off? It's midnight. Uh, I don't know if that's good or bad Kirk, for Kirk. Kirk's done then. Kirk, yeah, well, no, that's not prime time. Nobody's watching that. Um, it's an NFL playoff game. Everyone's watching it, no matter what time it's at. Everyone watches everything. Okay. Anyway, to those Giants. I, I, I just think with the Packers, that was a statement game they put on. I, they're going to they're gonna torch the Lions next week. Oh, no. No, they're not. Oh, yes, they are. They beat a terrible Vikings team, and Aaron Rodgers didn't have to do a whole bunch. The running game got going. Now, the running game is going to have some – is going to eat as a – Someone says somewhere against the the Lions, no doubt about it. But here's the thing: like if Aaron Rodgers throws for 159 next week, Jared Goff is throwing for 300 more yards tonight because they can put up points true. offensively. It's gonna be 29 degrees next week in Green Bay. Jared Goff don't care. Dan, you think Dan Campbell? Dan Campbell's gonna coach the game without a shirt on. You see these kids, the the players warming up before games with no clothes on. That's Dan Campbell coaching. Like he does not care. Jared Goff is. I love Dan out. Campbell. I want the Lions to make the playoffs, but I want the. Packers you just to said that they're gonna more. get rolled. They're not getting. They're gonna rolled. get rolled. He's gonna Rogers. go out there in a bathing suit. They're going to get rolled by Aaron Rodgers and his short hair and his no not like he's done this three times already. Where he says you can see it with his attitude, you can see how he's like like. Reacting. Why doesn't he have that attitude when they were losing seven to eight? I'm not. I don't know, man. That's, I mean, he gets his back against the wall and he goes nuclear. That's what he just does. I'm I'm putting my I'm putting all my chips in on Dan Campbell and Jerry Goff. Think about that sentence. Uh, is I don't ever want to put my chips there. <laughs> I will put all my chips on Aaron Rodgers. Okay. The Giants clinched the playoff berth for the first time since, actually, speaking of the Packers, since the Giants went on the uh, the infamous Odell Beckham wide receiver boat cruise and then didn't win a playoff game, despite being a very good team. The Giants, I, I, I stand by this. I've said it for like the last six weeks or so. They remind me so much of the 2017 Buffalo Bills. 
They have no business being here. They're coached by, because remember, obviously, Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean came from Carolina. And then uh, Brian Dable and Joe Shane came from Buffalo. They're like baby Buffalo. They don't have any business being here. They're probably going to get blown out in the first game of the playoffs. They could make a little bit of a run because they're good enough. Danny Dimes is playing a billion times better than he ever played before, mostly because he was coached by freaking Joe Judge and, and Jason Garrett. And, like, this is a this is a really well-coached team that plays hard. Defensive line is good. I'm very impressed by the Giants and what they've done, even if they get blown out in the first week of the playoffs. But kudos to, kudos to that entire coaching staff and that entire team for this season because no one thought they were going to be here. Yeah, 9-6-1. I mean, incredibly impressed. Uh, Brian Dable is just a testament to the fact that you have to get the coaching decision right. And sometimes, as a coach, you don't need to be a play caller, which Brian Dable made clear he wasn't going to do, even though that's how he got the job he currently has. And that's why Nathaniel Hackett is currently unemployed. And not entirely Nathaniel Hackett's fault, but you know, sometimes these guys don't like to give the play calling duties. So, absolutely. And Daniel Dimes is a different player. Saquon Barkley is a year healthier. Um, let me ask you this, Breach. Where would you rank Kayvon Thibodeau's touchdown sell- or, or sack celebration oh as Nick Foles was was writhing around on the field looking like he was about to die? Well, you know, I don't really get to – I don't judge people with their celebrations too often, but if you're going to do snow angels while a guy is almost convulsing, I would say that's, that's a problem. So out of all the celebrations that have ever been done in NFL history, I rank it dead last. <laughs> Okay. All right, Breach, let's say that you were sitting by yourself watching it without being having to talk about it on YouTube. Where would you rank it? Uh, dead last. Okay. Why does like, that matter? Look, I, get, I, get I don't think he, he knew Nick Foles was like right. Well, that's the thing. When he, was do- when he was doing the snow angels, I don't think he knew what was going on. But then to go to the sideline and add the sleep thing, yeah, uh, when, when he clearly knew what was going on at that point, that's where it was like, oh, man, come on. Like, you, you this guy might be going to the hospital and, and you're and over here. Breach. In your defense, he actually bumped his arm bumped into Nick Foles at least twice while Nick Foles was convulsing, as you put it. Uh, probably at the very least having trouble breathing because it looked like he landed on the football, landed on his ribs or whatever. Um, if you're his team, it got to the point where Scott Hansen's like, okay, someone pick him up and get him out of the way. And sometimes <laughs> I think Scott Hansen goes overboard. But in that moment, I was like, you know what? I, I think his teammates should have dragged his ass off the field and told him to, to, to bring it down a few notches. It, it, it was like, it was, it, it was, it wasn't funny because somebody's hurt, right? But like, the actual juxtaposition of like Nick Foles. I mean, you can see him like rolling back and forth and like excruciating pain. And Thibodeau's just out there doing snow angels. And it's like 70 degrees on the field. It was, it was, uh, the other side of that. Equation is, it up, I'll say that. Kayvon Thibodeau has been absolutely balling out. And Jersey line is good, dude. Credit to him for that because the conversation that we talked about during the draft is, you know, is he more worried about his brand? And maybe his new brand is doing Snow Angels. I don't know. Remember if so, people will be talking about that as well. It was talking the helicopter pad at the, at the roof. What? Remember when uh, Chris Hassel told him that you were his number two pass rusher in the draft? Yeah. No, I, I remember that. Right, you could have waited 10 seconds to, to bring that up. Okay, um, but anyway, yeah, he's been playing, balling out. And that's a credit to him. He ended up going fifth overall. And turns out that's he's about the fifth best player in that draft. So, Way to go, Kayvon, other than just bring it down a few notches with the snow angels on near dead people. Yeah. Credit the Giants. Should the Giants play anybody against the Eagles in uh, week 18? What does the math look like, Breach, if they lose that game? Well, so Brian Dayball said after the game that they he doesn't plan on benching people, but I feel like coaches always say that initially, and then they think about it for three days. He's like, man, if I play Saquon and Daniel Jones on Sunday and they get injured, I'm going to look like the biggest idiot in the NFL. Uh 
So I don't know. I mean, like you literally have nothing to gain if you're the Giants, uh, except if you're thinking, if you're thinking, man, it would be really nice to kill the Eagles' chances at the one seed, so that Jalen Hurts has to play in the wild card round. And if you feel like, so if you take a big picture look and you feel like that gives you a better chance of getting the Super Bowl. To to bring back my Buffalo uh, parallel here too. Remember, the Dolphins are trying to make the playoffs. The Bills had clinched their seat. I think it's two years ago. Bills had clinched their seat. Had no need to play anybody. Rolled Josh Allen out there for a quarter. Lit Miami up, and then they had Matt Barkley throwing bombs late to blow out the Dolphins and make sure they didn't make the playoffs. That is, I would say, like maybe Brian Dable's like we could really take a little chunk out of the Eagles here. Force Jalen Hurts to either if he doesn't play on no, stay in your lane. Don't be a hero. Because if it blows up in your face and you got Tyrod Taylor out there having to start a playoff game because you got too cute, that's how you get Joe Judged. Just do just, actually the 2017 Buffalo Bills. That's right. So, nah, man, just rest those guys. There's no reason to do it. In fact, the conversation was when are you taking um, Daniel Jones out of this game on Sunday? Just get him out of there. I, it, I thought it was a little egregious to be running those quarterback read options with like, they're up at 30 points. He's having Danny Dimes running around the edge on a on a on a. Uh, but don't forget the Giants pulled off the most famous should we rest our starters game of all time in 2007 when they didn't rest their starters against the undefeated Patriots, and then that vaulted them to Ooh. a Super Bowl win. They I lost that game, but they played extremely well in the week 17, was it? Must have yeah, been, it, was, right? it, was, it was a regular season finale in 2007. I think that Brian Devil's decision may hinge on Jalen Hurts. If Jalen Hurts doesn't play week 18, maybe he's like, you know, like you feel like you're like, we can beat Gardner Minshew with a half of our starters. I don't know about that. Gardner okay. Minshew, despite Breach's draft profile, might not be that good. Has not been great. All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk about Tom Brady and his chances of winning the Super Bowl. Next. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Tom Brady, noted winner of this week and in life. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Is lurking. Took out the Panthers. That was a that was a fun game. Tom Brady's 100% time. a lurker, too, by the way. Well, I mean, he's just lurking. He's They're in the playoffs. They clinched the NFC South. And, and, and you know what, Brian? You know what, Ryan Wilson? 
my good friend of many, many years, who I never give credit to, I will give you credit for nailing almost an improbable fashion. I know what you're doing. Go ahead. I'm, I'm giving you credit. You're trying to reverse jinx it so this butthole wins, wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny, though. Um, no, look, you... I don't know. We don't have the clip because Devo's traveling and on Wi-Fi and whatnot. But you said during our preview, you said you were like adamant. You were slamming the table. You're like, the Bucks are going to stink. They might win the division, but they're going to be bad. And you know what? You were right. You nailed the Buccaneers almost to perfection. You like, still they said they the have division, a chance. To... They're trash. Tom Brady's been awful. This Why are season. you making bets that they're going to play in the a NFC title game? I, I, I bet on the Packers, not the, not the Bucks. I'm just saying that if they have Tom Brady, they can make a run. Well, I. Every time I get asked about this on HQ or radio or whatever, I always say the the last few weeks of conversation has been, do you trust the Packers more or the Buccaneers more? And I think it's the gap has widened because the Packers started three and one, went one and eight or whatever, one and seven, and then they've won four in a row. Whereas we know what the blueprint is for Tampa Bay breach. It's get down by a lot. And then Tom Brady throws bombs in the fourth quarter to Mike Evans to, to come back and win. And that doesn't feel sustainable as we get further along into January. It looks except like, their looks best game of the season. Their best game of the season was against the Cowboys, and they beat the Cowboys. And they're going to play the Cowboys in the playoffs. Tom Brady about, went 34 of 45 for 432 yards, three touchdowns, and no picks today. That was like, and, and like every time you saw him wind up, as soon as you saw him wind up, you're like, 13 is going to be walking or like sprinting three yards away from the, the closest defensive back. And he was every time. CJ Henderson, by the way, needs to to take a Jair Alexander approach to how media talk about him and use that as motivation as to not be a bad corner, but to be a good corner. Cause he had a very tough afternoon. <laughs> it's not a fun day on Mike Evans Island. I can't believe that the Buccaneers, a team that cannot score points that has been just atrocious on offense all season fell behind 14 to nothing. And at that point, I honestly thought, I know Brady's had some crazy comebacks uh, this season but it felt like, man, 14 nothing felt like 40 to nothing mm -hmm. against this Buccaneers offense. I mean, just look at the last few weeks. And we scored 19 against the Cardinals. They scored seven against the 49ers a few weeks ago. It was just like, man, the, 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 the Panthers have to choke this one away. And then the Panthers choked it away. I mean, Brady was awesome, but Sam Darnold turned the ball over three times. Yeah, there's, a, there's a bit uh, of a melt there. Yeah, there's a melt. The, the Buccaneers got some help here. And then also, you know, the Panthers' decision not to cover Mike Evans at all. That definitely backfired. That was a curious one. I don't know how that went over during the game planning during the week. It's funny you mentioned Sam Darnold. and seven yards. Yeah, that's not great. Uh, you mentioned Sam Darnold early in the game when he was dealing. I actually wrote down, uh, of all the former first-round reach hits, Darnold may be at the top of the list this offseason in terms of uh, free agents. And then I marked that out as the game went on because <laughs> he returned to, to, to the form, the Sam Darnold we've known and loved for quite some time. He still ended up having a good game, like in okay, terms yeah. of statistical, but there were definitely moments where you're like, man, Sam, come on. It, it felt like at one point, I mean, I was sitting, I was watching this game with some Panthers fans, and it was like, so Steve Wilkes and Sam Darnold are just running it back next year. That's just how it's going to be. And David Tepper yeah. doesn't have a choice. Um, I, I still don't think that's necessarily off the table, but they're six and ten. You know, they, they they did a great job fighting back, fighting their way back in the division. I think it speaks more about Matt Rule than it does about the Panthers' like state of current state of being. Yeah, um, crumply clothes. It, 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 look, I, I, I'm not trying to say that the Bucs are going to run the table here. But man, I don't think I'd want to play the Bucs right now. I'm actually, I wish Carolina won that game because it, uh, it would have been winning in next week, right? Is that right? Yeah, Carolina wins again. Well, no, it would have been. New Orleans or Carolina, whoever wins is in. 
Right. So right. just for the added spiciness, because the Buccaneers are not good. I mean, yes, no. they're eight and eight, and but Breach, you seem you actually seem more sold on them than Brinson now, which is a sad state of affairs. Here's why I seem I'm not like sold on. I don't think the Buccaneers are going to win Super Bowl. I would just be if I'm another NFC team, I would be a little bit worried about facing the Buccaneers. I mean, how many times has Tom Brady had his back against the wall and they still come out there and they win because he leads them to two scores in the fourth quarter when he comes back from 14 to nothing. And he today he threw for 400 yards against a pretty good Panthers defense. It's not great, but they're certainly not one of the worst defenses in the NFL. And if he can do that against Panthers defense, there's no reason he can't go out there and do it against uh, the Cowboys defense. All right, here, Brenton, let me ask you this. Rank these teams in the order that you trust them. The Vikings, this is neutral, all neutral field games. The Vikings, the Buccaneers, and the Packers. Didn't I do that? Packers, Bucks, Vikings. <laughs> I don't know if I put, I wouldn't put the Vikings last. The Buccaneers. Uh, the Packers have an asterisk. They have to get into the playoffs. No, just in general. This is not a playoff related. I mean, they have Tom Brady. It's Tom Brady. It's a small sample size where he just has to go out and get hot for like three games. And he's and he's been like he's had these two these two big comebacks, and then he has this monster game against Carolina in a division, like a, a like not a winner go home, but a clinch clinch a division where they were they they were down fourteen nothing, they were down twenty one ten. Like the, everyone in the NFC side of the bracket would much rather see Sam Darnold than Tom. Thomas Edward Brady, the 15th. Like, no one wants that mofo walking into their stadium or going down to his stadium. And, like, you don't think Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott can go down there and poop their pants and choke against Tom Brady and, I mean, not Tom Bowles, but. <laughs> exactly. Just, That's know, the point. I, I, know. I, I just, it's not, it's not that we, be, I think it's for, and I don't want to speak for Breach, but it's not that we believe in the Bucks. It's that the NFC, the NFC has become so murky with all these injuries and, sort of questions about various teams that if there was ever a chance for a Tom Brady 45 year old team to just sort of get randomly hot and make a run through it, uh, this would be it. Right. Breach? As the kids say, breach, this ain't it. Yeah. I'm just not going to doubt Tom Brady anymore. Yeah. I, I mean, I, look, I you, give up again. You nailed the bucks this year. They were bad all year. They're either going to win the division at eight, and nine or nine and eight. You nailed it. You called it. You would say Brady would be bad this year. The Bucks would be bad. Brady oh, actually hasn't been bad. He just hasn't been Brady. But yeah, yes, you're right. It's been Tom, except for today, except for Sunday, today except for Sunday. Okay. Speaking of people who look like Tom Brady, various points. Me. Well, I'd actually read it before you get there. Jags Titans, Week 18. I I wear a hot take here. It's not even a hot take. It's actually a factual take. Jags are getting screwed by the NFL here. They're playing a week Week 18. They're playing on Saturday night. Titans play on Thursday night, rest all their starters. The Jaguars go out and do what the NFL wants you to do, which is compete and play their starters on Sunday, win the game. And look, the Titans did compete, but they lost. And now they have to play on a shorter week. Like, they're losing, like, three days of rest to the Titans, who, are, who whose starters didn't even play. Oh, wait a second. What? <laughs> Breach, why, how many? Why is that game done on Sunday is what I'm asking. Oh, that's another question. But, Breach, let me ask you, how many days need to transpire – for the this game to be equalized in terms of the Titans skill level versus the Jags skill level. Uh, I I I don't think it's fair what's happening. And I know you want me to say like a uh, hundred thousand days because there's no <laughs> way it will ever happen. But the Titans have Derrick Henry, which just gives them a puncher's he chance all the time now. But but it gives you a puncher's chance because you give him the ball 50 times and the final score is going to be 13 to 10 because Derrick Henry runs 50 times for 212 yards. First half, dude. Like, 
I mean, we saw a little bit in the Steelers Ravens game where there was only one full possession in the first quarter because the clock just keeps moving. That's what Titans are going to do. They're just going to keep the clock moving, shorten the game. Hey, if, the, if Jacksonville only has three possessions, they can only score three times. So maybe <laughs> we can outscore them. And so that is, you get a Jacksonville team that only gets five days of rest before they have to face Derrick Henry, who has not played uh, in two weeks, who's going to be very well rested. So uh, it's going to be interesting. I, I think the Titans are going to put up a bigger fight than most people think. Did you already say, what's the line, Brinson? Seven. Oh six yeah. And a half, okay. Yeah, that's that's uh, a better that's team. Tight. But the Titans are like, I mean, it, again, it, you sort of go back to that uh, the Brady concept. It's like Titans have Henry and Mike Vrabel, who's a really really good coach. And who and else? They, what? And what who else? Have, I, I was going to say a little bit of uh, gritty panache about them, as opposed to the Jaguars, mm. who simply have this youthful exuberance. Why are you? Will you make up your mind? Are you in love with Trevor Lawrence or not? Why can't he I be the team? Trevor Lawrence. Then quit whinging about the Derek freaking Henry. They don't have Trevor any- Lawrence doesn't play linebacker, dude. Like, what do you want to do? But he can light this team up. Their defense is not that good. Sure. They had 27 people out last. I don't think they're all coming back. Is everyone suddenly magically healthy breach on defense? Uh, I don't want to say magically, but they're getting there. I mean, we don't know because everyone was magically unhealthy before the Week 17 game. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, they could play this game tomorrow at 6 a.m., and I'm rolling with the Jaguars myself. Really? I feel like everyone is taking the Titans. Good. Take the Titans. If everyone's, at, not, everyone's not taking the Titans. And Breach. And Brenton, too. If you look at the top of CBS Sports Experts against the spread page, guess yeah, who's number one I saw for back-to-back right. years? It's not Dumb over, and Dumber. Not over. Lloyd and Harry. Tell him. Something by to say, fire Ryan Wilson. That dude knows what's up. No, no, you went 10 to 4 this week and everyone else was below 500. Good job of you. Uh, not everyone else, Brinson. Boom. <laughs> oh, I, didn't scroll, I didn't scroll past uh, your page. You're, you're facing it on the normal page. Fifth place breach past. wants his due. <laughs> Second place. I stake this year. For the week. I'm sorry. For the week. Thank you for the qualification. Break. I was anyway. right about my t- preseason takes, but my, I guess the sweat picks. I'm only one game out of second place, Wilson. I'm, I'm going to catch My overall point is that I like you guys are all over Trevor, all over me about Trevor. I'm all in on Trevor. I'm all in on Travis ATN. I'm all in on Doug. ATN's awesome. Yeah, man. Get out of here. Like, I, I, I love the Jaguars. I, I, it's just one about? of those things. I pushed him to win the division before the season. <laughs> it's a huge game. There's going to yep. be a lot of pressure. Uh, and you don't know how teams are going to react in that situation Let me ask you this, when Breach. they have not been in that situation. So, and I'm asking seriously, how much does Doug Peterson help in that? And how much does it help that, that Trevor Lawrence played national title game? A ton, a ton. They have, I, I think, I think those are two very good points. A ton. I yeah. I, I, I don't disagree with that. I'm just, you know, like the lions got in the playoff race. They played a huge game against Carolina and got just stomped on. So you just see things no, like, like that happen. But what Wilson's saying, like, Doug Peterson has won a Super Bowl and, like, laid his cojones on the line and ran the Philly special. And Trevor Lawrence has won titles and, like, smoked Nick Saban's team. Like, like I agree with Wilson. And the I, Titans I, have been a number one overall seed in the AFC. And what happened I to think, them? I think Jacksonville's more talented. I am just saying that this game I, doesn't I think, seem I think, as much of a walkover as you guys think it's going to be. Every, you're making every, that point for me because what happened to the, to the mighty Titans when they won the division last year? Ryan Tannehill, who was not playing on Saturday, threw three interceptions. Is that good? So they're better off with, with Josh Dobbs out there? Wait, 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 wait. You just, was your argument that Ryan Tannehill, the starting quarterback, is out, is better for the Titans? Yeah, no, know. he asked what happened to the in the game last year. <laughs> I answered his question. What a bleach answer. Um, okay. Is, that's a fun game. Shout out to my brother, Charlie Brinson. He's going down for that. 
What? My cousin what? Jay Brinson going down for that too to Jacksonville. And my and my oh, aunt Susan Broder. She's older than the Jags. Used to sit next to uh, Derek Trucks. Actually, I think is a Jaguars fan, which is kind of cool. You guys probably don't know who that is. Moving mm-hmm. along, Eugene Cyril Smith, the seventeenth, three and O this season in revenge games. I know revenge games aren't real. I Maybe think they Gina are. Smith, I think Regina Smith would sign up for my subscription at revengegames.com. Is that uh, the sister site to Mr. Mittens? <laughs> yes, actually. Is that what it was it's, called, Mr. Mittens? It's, it's, no, it's def- a defunct Panthers blog, but yes. Who's .org, actually? Because somebody already had Mr. Mittens.com. Brent's been making fun of the Carr family for 20 years, Breach. <laughs> Hard to believe <laughs> why they blocks me. <laughs> why they hate you so much. Yeah, like David pointing like this, a mitten on. Um, three no, three no revenge games. Beats the Jets handily, twenty three to six. Credit the Seahawks defense for playing well. The Jets defense tried to hold its own, did not end up doing that. Jets offense was the real problem here. I think Mike White, mm. twenty three to forty six, two forty, zero touchdowns, two picks. Tyler Conklin, the leading receiver with eighty yards. Oh boy, Garrett Wilson, 11 targets, three catches, 18 yards. Not great for some people's futures. I think it's best for Chris Olave to sit out week 18, frankly, for his family. And Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave? Oh, Chris, Chris Olave. Olave I think Garrett Wilson to beat him. Um, I see. Jets are eliminated. We'll talk about that in a second. Seahawks, eight and eight, still alive. They can eliminate the Lions if they beat the Rams in week 18, but the Packers can then eliminate the Seahawks by beating the Lions. Oh, Ain't gonna happen. So right. Seahawks are in good good spot. What are we? Where are we out on the Seahawks? I mean, I, I feel like again, like I sort of look at like the Giants, where you'll be disappointed if they don't make the playoffs. But overall, it's a better season than anyone ever expected. This is a perfect example of that theory that you have. Not the Vikings yes. getting blown out in in week one week one of the playoffs. This is exactly it because I think the Vikings might, might take well, it, yeah. Um, but I mean, they're twelve win team. They're eight and eight. Everyone thought, myself included, they're going to win one or two football games. And then you just sort of figure things out. Drew Locke will get his opportunity. Drew Locke hasn't seen the field, except for maybe mop-up duty. Geno Smith has made himself a lot of money. He's on a one-year deal, so we'll see where he ends up. But I would bring him back without hesitation, because while you have the third overall pick, thank you, Russ Wilson, I don't know if you want to restart with the quarterback, because just look across the field at the Jets, who took Zach Wilson second overall, and now he's dressed up like us on game days. So um, it's a fantastic story. The defense has gotten better. Tariq Willen was a great pick. He, he has six interceptions. I don't think he had one today. The offensive line, they drafted two guys who were helping. Ken Walker had 133 rushing yards, 5.8 yards per carry. So this team, it's going to be a tough division, at least as we sit here going forward. A lot can change. But I think you you build – I'm going to say this, Breach. You build around Geno Smith, and you go from there. Now oh. – oh, sorry. No, that's it. The, I mean, no. the, we'll, we'll see if they make the playoffs or not, but I think going forward, you, you get the right pieces in place. So I think this is where I'm at with the Seahawks right now is that – and I said it before the season that Pete Carroll was trying to recreate 2010 to 2011. And I think he's still trying to do that. Like Tariq, and I'm not saying that this is the Legion of Boom by any means, but they drafted offensive linemen just like they did in 2000. In the, in the, in the, I think Okong was 2009 and, and Earl Thomas 2009. Um, they drafted defensive players late and they hit on them, Tariq Woolen, like Richard Sherman. Again, not saying this will become the Legion of Boom, but similar. Can't and then they had, this, they had this physical running back that everyone knew was like a stud coming out of college. Just like Marshawn Lynch, Kenneth Walker, who they they acquired, you know, fairly expensively. And I would bet, Wilson, to your point, with that high draft pick that they used on an Alabama defensive player, 
and then they take a stab at a at a quarterback in maybe the early to mid rounds, and they and and then maybe look at like acquiring another one like down the road at a in free agency. They're, they're going to explore their options without having to go all in on a quarterback early in the draft, unless they just love somebody. Yeah, I wouldn't draft a quarterback at all. I would resign Gino. It might get expensive. We'll find out. But I would draft to your point. I would take Will Anderson or Jalen Carter at three and not over overcomplicated. They have another first round pick that's their own. They can get more defensive help. And I don't know, Breach, things change from 12 months to 12 months. This team could go, you know, winless next year. We don't know that. But it feels like they're setting up to be, to Brinson's point, a lot win like the way that Pete Carroll wants to win, which is why Russ Wilson got out of there. Well, and you need to sign if you're going to re-sign Geno Smith, that allows you to kind of upgrade the defense, which because you're not going to win a lot of games with Geno if you don't upgrade that defense. I mean, at times it's looked like one of the worst defenses in the NFL. They played several good games, like they did against the Jets. But what does that mean when you're shutting down Mike White, uh, who's trying to play in Seattle for the first? Time? Uh, but you know what? Here is a fun fact: if the Seahawks do make the playoffs, they could become the first team in 22 years to make the playoffs and get a top three pick in the NFL draft. 22. What was the, yeah, what was the last one? Do you want to guess or do you want me to tell you? Oh, uh, 20, so hold on. 22. Year. What year is this? So it's 2001. 99 season, 2000 draft. 2000 draft. Jesus. Obviously the Rams over the Titans. Yeah, that was the Super Bowl. I'm trying to think who would have traded. In January traded. 2000. Oh, oh, that wasn't. Um, I have no Eagles? idea. Go ahead. It was not the Eagles. Eagles Who's your guess, Wilson? I was thinking, I was thinking the Bengals. Oh, not quite. It was Washington. But the Bengals would have to make the playoffs to, to actually get it. <laughs> I thought it was a trick question. So Washington, they take LeVar? They took LeVar Arrington at number oh. two, and they took Chris Samuel at number three. How did they get the... Oh, man. Those are two how, great picks. How did they... What was the... Uh, is the Ricky Williams trade? The Ricky Williams trade. Oh my God! Yeah, all right. Can you imagine giving up a running back for Lavar Arrington and Chris Samuels? Uh, when you put it like that, no, but can you imagine giving <laughs> up your whole draft to acquire right Ricky now. Williams? People would lose their minds. So, um, yeah, I don't think Mike White's the answer. By the way, <laughs> I, 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 no one ever thought he was. I think he was injured, and that probably had something to do with it. But, um. I just want to say that so I can make my HQ joke that I told Musso. Uh, he ain't the old uh, great Mike White hope. Robert. <laughs> Robert Saul right? is going to be. He's like, ah, I'm already out here in Seattle. I'm going to fly down to Vegas and see if I can work out a trade for uh, old Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr is a very good fit in, with the Jets. I think Tom Brady's a very good fit with the Raiders. Where you won his third. He won his, what, eighth Super Bowl with a third team. Th- third different team. No, ninth Super Bowl because I win this year's too. Yep. Moving along. Eliminated teams. Panthers, Jets, WFT. Who's the biggest loser out of that group? By the way, I, I say I, this is what I thought you said initially. Let's just start calling them lemonade teams, which sounds much <laughs> much more lemonade teams. Much more positive than eliminated teams. So uh, NC State football game was it yesterday? Is that some lemonade football? No, it was pretty bad football, buddy. So the of the eliminate teams, which ones uh, should we be saddest about? Um, what are you asking? I am going to say the biggest loser out of the ones you just mentioned. We've been told to do winners and losers, so I'm trying to find commanders. The Washington Commanders. You side start Carson Wentz, and that decision 
blows up in your face. I've never seen a decision backfire in anyone's face like this decision. This is the last time I traded for Carson Wentz. <laughs> in Ron Rivera's face. You throw Carson Wentz out there. He throws three interceptions, throws the game away, and then Ron Rivera didn't even know he could be eliminated from the playoffs, and that just made the story even sadder. I don't know what the commanders were thinking. Pretty, no. pretty odd, Wilson, that we just happened to talk about Geno Smith straight into Carson Wentz on the night that Debo comes back to produce this podcast. Oh, that's right. I keep forgetting that part. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Oh, Debo's never had laughed quite so hard as when I said that Eugene was better than Carson. Uh, and the thing is, of the teams that were eliminated in Week 17, the Panthers, the Jets, the Saints, the Commanders, and the Raiders, they, there is no question. Breach is exactly right. The Commanders are the most disappointing in that group. Um, the Saints won today, right? They won. Yeah. Didn't they? Yeah, they won. The Jets, I mean, the, Mike White. They, they were eliminated by virtue of the Bucks. Not right, yeah. The Panthers played well, but Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold up at the end. And the Raiders absolutely balled out with Jared Stidham and had a chance to win that game, um, although no one was surprised that they lost in overtime. So, yeah, it's the Commanders, and uh, it, it's not even really close. I got, I got no other argument. I, I've been saying for weeks that I think the Jets' season – you know, you got ahead of your skis a little bit with the Zach Wilson stuff. And they go, oh, he's not ready for a timeline. No, you just, you're, you're not that good. You played a little better than you thought you would. The Jets had a good season. Everyone's jobs are safe, except for Zach Wilson. And you have to figure out the quarterback situation this offseason. That's paramount. That's Jason Lockenpour, by the way, wrote in the Washington Post last week that Woody might be out on Robert Sala, too. That's something to keep an eye on, which would be incredibly. And that's, and look, that's, that's not that. Insane to sit, Jets owner Woody Johnson, just for clarification. Woody, Woody Johnson is a bottom five. Uh, or, big not Woody. Uh, wait, and real quick, uh, because David McNichols pointed this out. The only thing worse than the commander's performance was their new mascot. Oh, which, yeah. I'm glad he said that because I would have totally forgot to bring up old right. Major Tutty. Which I call what I call a Major Tubby. I think that, that's a better name how, than Major Tubby. How, how is it possible for these businesses to be worth this many billions of dollars to be so bad. Like we were like Woody Johnson, old major Tony. It's like, just don't be stupid. Did it's you see the they read the list the wrong way? Like when they gave them options for the Washington name commanders was ranked last and they're like, Oh yeah, we'll be the commanders. And with the mascot, major Tutty was ranked last. And they're like, Oh, that's perfect. Major Tutty. <laughs> Somebody walked in with a paper of like the list of stuff and handed, upside down. And he just handed it like a normal paper. He's like, I'll take that first one. It's like, well, Okay, that's the bottom choice. No Major Tutty is the worst name I've ever heard for a mask guy. And this, I mean, look, okay, I this. get the hogs thing, no, even though the hogs are doing them. Too. They're getting sued over this by the dudes who were the offensive linemen. The Did offensive linemen from the hogs era formed an LLC, and they're suing the Washington football team for trying to like commandeer, ironically, or commando, I guess, their their freaking hog stuff. It's what a what a just sell the team, Dan. I want to sue the Washington Commanders too for making me look at this mascot. Do you think that's, that's actually Dan Snyder in the in the mascot uniform? This is the worst. This is the worst pig I've ever seen in my life. Like, what is this? this is, oh my god! What, is, what are they doing? Oh my god! You're like I know. Like they, they, they the best part about the Washington football team is they accidentally came up with a kind of a cool soccer clubby type of name because they panicked and changed their racist nickname to Washington Football Team, and everyone loved it. Everyone's like, okay, you know what? That's kind of stupid, and we we know you did that totally reactionary, but it's a great name. And then they did spend multi like millions of dollars and like eighteen months to come up with Commanders, which no one likes. And then they changed their mascot to this psychotic looking pig in a in a helmet with this 
too tight t-shirt and these fat arms. What are we doing here, people? Did you see the Sean Taylor memorial that they put together? That explains all you need to know. Everything. Everything about this team is terrible. Dan Snyder, just sell the team to someone who cares. People, this is sad for it's sad. Don't sell the team. Give it to Brinson for free. <laughs> I would be fine with that. <laughs> While we're in the NFC East, and we have Debo on the pod, even though he's on Wi-Fi, he's still going to pop in and talk about it. Oh, there he is. I see that audio stream only. All right, buddy. Been too long. We missed you. You know, so Debo, so people who have listened to the podcast a long time know. Debo, Eagles fan, Billy Eagles fan. Billy, I don't call, he's not pompous, but he's like a high-energy, optimistic Eagles fan. Debo, mm-mm. petrified, paranoid Eagles fan, expecting the worst. Jalen Hurts, missed two weeks. Dallas can steal the division. What's your panic level? One to ten, Debo. Pretty high. I mean, they're... <laughs> They're, they're not going to win the Super Bowl without Jalen Hurts and Lane Johnson. This is not 2017 where they were able to overcome a lot of injuries, including the you know MVP front runner starting quarterback. Gardner Minshew will not win a Super Bowl. I said the same thing about Nick Foles, and I was completely wrong. I'm not going to be wrong this time around. Gardner Minshew will take them nowhere. I would rather have Jalen be healthy and the Eagles play an extra playoff game, as crazy as that sounds. Um, you know, 14-point favorites versus the Giants makes me feel pretty pretty comfortable, but they're not going anywhere without hey, Debo. some of these. Throw, that, throw those receipts I just gave you up on the screen so you can answer to this because mm. you're talking on both sides of your mouth there, Billy Jr. Before you continue responding to Wilson's rude insult, I want to say it's it's comforting to have your voice back on the podcast. Really, it's a, it is a reality check for Eagles fans. Look, look, I love Billy, but Billy is Billy's not gonna get he's not gonna get down with the Eagles. He gets he's down. Like, he's like Jalen Hurts MVP. We're winning the Super Bowl. I don't care. And Debo Yeah, Hurts. no, that's right. And Debo to his credit, Debo's he's he treads cautiously, except when he's on Twitter and he thinks no one's paying attention except for So what you're he, saying is that Billy's an eternal optimist and Debo is a realist. To be clear, I I have the utmost confidence with a healthy Jalen Hurts and a somewhat healthy Lane Johnson and, and some defensive players back. This, would you trade Gardner Minshew for a third round pick? I would, I would give up like two third round picks just to get him off the team. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Debo, Debo would, all right, let me ask you this. <laughs> Did you trade two third round picks to Gardner Minshew? Would you, would you be willing to take a demotion and come back and produce this podcast for an Eagle Super Bowl? I don't like that question. <laughs> if Gardner Minshew leads them to a Super Bowl, would you get a Gardner Minshew tattoo? I would. I'd get a Gardner Minshew tattoo. <laughs> there, we, there we go again. <laughs> you really get yourself in these spots. And I got a Snoopy tattoo. What, what's a Gardner Minshew tattoo? Hey, buddy, I'll tell you what. If Joe, if Joe Burrow, if Joe Burrow oh throws five God. touchdowns tomorrow, I will go get a Joe Burrow tattoo. tattoo. I'll tell you that much. Oh, my God. You he's going to do it because he's oh, going to win some crazy fantasy league. There's a weird best ball situation going on that I'm not going to talk about because no one cares. Wilson said it earlier. The, the injury bug caught up to them. It's a shame the point in the year that it happened because I thought this team was was rolling. But are the parallels like I – mean, look, I don't, I don't, I don't think Gordon Mitchell is Nick Foles. But I mean, the parallels are kind of crazy. Like the injury happened about the same time as Foles. Foles – I mean, excuse me, Wentz was the, the – like. It was Wentz and Brady were the MVP, you know, like head to head, just like Hurts and Mahomes. 
Hertz and Wentz got hurt around the same exactly. time. No, the exact same time. The only thing you you knew Carson Wentz with the ACL and MCL was was out for the year. Jalen, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's you know, true. should be back in in week eighteen, and and you know that restores confidence. Gardner Minshew is is not it, and I still believe the Eagles hmm. are going to win a ring this year. I just don't think Gardner Minshew should be part of that ceremony because he is worthless. Well, I mean, without Lane Johnson on the field, he got sacked three times in the first six plays for the Eagles. It was yeah. pretty clear it was going to be going south. Uh, Lane, jo- Lane Johnson, I think, is arguably one of the five. Actually, it's not even arguable. He's one of the five top five most important non-quarterback players in terms of point spread and impact on the game when his injury happens. What do you think, Dima? That's completely fair. Like people, Philly fans will argue Jason Kelsey's more important. That's not true. Jason Kelsey's louder and, and probably a, a better overall leader. But in terms of impact on the game, Lane Johnson is clearly number two for the Eagles out. out side of Jalen Hurts. So I think, Kelsey, I, think, I think Jason Kelsey would tell you this, Lane Johnson too. And like Jason Kelsey's, a, I think Jason Kelsey's a hall of famer, but yeah. 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 Just, for dragging, I mean, just for dragging Mike Lombardi through the streets of Philly. It mm. is, it is not crazy as much as I would like to say in my return that you're crazy. It's, it's not crazy at all. <laughs> what a bizarre plot twist. Um, anything else? So, I think the interesting thing now, um, talking to some Giants fans, you know, they're still bitter about that stupid game two years ago in, in week 17. Uh, like, game? Get over oh, it. Yeah. You couldn't make the playoffs with with six wins and, and you needed help from the Eagles. Like, just get over yourself. So Giants fans I talk to want to play all their starters to, like, get back at the Eagles and knock them down to the five seed. I, I think that's ridiculous. I, I don't go into week 18 with a ton of concern that the Eagles are going to drop that one, but uh, we'll, we'll see how the week shakes out. I just think it's ridiculous. Giants fans are are still holding on to that one. Obviously, after Doug's comments this week, Doug. that, that kind of riled them back up again. Wait, what did Doug say about that game? Did he, did he... He, he said there's never a, a meaningless oh, game, oh, oh. never a meaningless moment. I love the idea of Debo, who's been in, stuck in a car with he and his girlfriend, that either she's a Giants fan or he's wearing his breech headset just yelling at people while she's driving down the interstate, yelling at Rob Arciero. I, I think and, this is like Scott a nice cathartic release for Debo, actually. Like I said, like he didn't he didn't see it coming. He didn't think he was going to enjoy this, but he got a little bit of a little bit yeah, of a trying to hire producers. the pressure as an Eagle. Look, if you're an Eagles fan, look, I, I, I picked the Eagles to make the Super Bowl. I want the Eagles to to make a run. I, I feel as a lifetime Eagles fan that it just, it just feels like it's just, it's trending the wrong way. Like it's just like, even with the stuff from 2017 that you can try to historically lean on, like it, if Hertz, if Hertz can't play, we talked about this breach. If Hertz can't play week 18 to, to, to win a game, to guarantee him an extra week off, then the Eagles have been feeding us a little fib about the level of his injury. Right. Uh, I, I, I do think they've been underselling it. We've seen him miss two weeks. And if you can't get him out there, that means that because, you know, beating the Giants with Jalen Hurts guarantees Jalen Hurts an off week for the wild card round to mm-hmm. rest again. But if you have to send Gardner Minshew out there and you lose, then you're going to have to send Jalen Hurts out the, the, wild card the next week. Like it's right. <laughs> the math is so, very simple. Okay. I could have talked to you, Debo. Missed you, buddy. The Lions smoked the Bears. Dan Campbell. Emotional speech in the locker room. Big win. They love to see it. Um, 
I I've, I I want the Lions in the playoffs because I love Dan Campbell and I I think I love Jared Goff. Wait, do you want the Lions in the playoffs or the Packers? No, no I want he, the Packers. He can't make up his mind. I'm saying my brain and my wallet have differing opinions. Okay. My brain, my heart, my heart wants the Lions. Yeah, let's be. My brain and my wallet wants the Packers. What do, do you, you think your want? brain and your wallet occupy the same part of your body? It's a joke I would tell my 11 year old breach. Probably. probably. Uh, Brinson walked into that. Really, really hey, yeah, just like he's about to walk into a Dan Campbell knee body for disrespecting the Detroit Lions. So, yeah, man, I'm all in on the Lions. You guys can make the case you want for Aaron Rodgers and his new fancy haircut or whatever. I'm all about Jared Goff. I'm all about that. Yeah, I, look, the Lions looked awesome. They were playing a horrible Bears team. <laughs> I didn't realize how bad the Bears were until I watched it. Like, I, you know, like, you know, they're bad. And just sitting there every time Justin Fields got sacked, I was like, oh, my God, they should take him out. This He is going to get beat up, and he's not going to be able to play next season because he's taking so many hits. And then the Bears reached total desperation when they had they had Justin Fields line up as a running back. Like It was just bizarre. You know what's and funny, was, Breach? What's so funny? I actually made a note <laughs> during that game uh, with all the aforementioned Justin Fields hits. And I actually wrote down, is Justin Fields going to have like the the longevity of a running back, like four and a half years? Because obviously he plays quarterback, but the, the way, the beating he takes, there's no way six years from now he's going to be the same player he is today, even if he gets some help around him. But if he takes these sorts of beatings for the next, this season and next season, he's going to be running a, a 5-240 in 2026. Uh, by the way, he's sacked at least five times. I'm not sure what he ended up with. So Justin Fields, uh, someone tweeted this out now holds the record for the most sacked quarterback in a single season in Bears history. And he hasn't played every game this year, and we still got one to go. Mm. And By the way, speaking, also- of, speaking of sacks, um, Deepers returned. I almost tripped on my computer cord there as I went to go refill my cup and um, would have probably died with a concussion into my wall. Yeah, so, just need Kayvon Thibodeau to be. I was just saying that I was, I was going to tell Deepers who's this close to really true perfection on, on his return to the pocket. I, w- I would have driven – up there and done some snow angels right outside the <laughs> and, and breach would have ranked that as his top sell- touchdown celebration. I, I hope, first of all, you saying that about the, you insulting the falls like that. I hope that someone like close that and cancels you. He didn't scan, he didn't say that about Nick Falls. He said that about great, you. It's a great joke, it's a great joke, it's fantastic. But Nick Falls is a hero, he's got a statue. Um, Fields. So Fields play in week 18. If he's healthy, he needs more reps. They just got to. I mean, put... he shouldn't have played the second half of this game, but he did. So they're going to keep throwing him out there. Well, they wanted to get that rushing record to beat Vic's record. Or is it uh, It's uh, Lamar's record? Sorry. Yeah. Well, you have to be healthy and not get dead. Destroyed. Okay. Actually, Wilson, this is a good question for you. Somebody, I got asked this in chat earlier. What is worse? Let's say that like things go haywire in week 18. The Texans do something crazy. The Bears end up with the number one seed, which I believe is still possible, right? It's still the number possible. one pick, sorry. Yeah, it's still possible. If the Bears have the number one pick, what is more valuable? Justin Fields and the number of picks you would get for trading the first overall pick or the number one pick and the number of picks you would get for trading Justin Fields? Oh, the, the trading out of the first pick and keeping Justin I agree. Fields. Yeah. You don't know what you're getting. I mean, you can draft Bryce Young. Here's the thing, man. Justin Fields weighs two twenty five or whatever, and he's six two six three. Put Bryce put Bryce Young on that team; he would Dude, last. That team absolutely sucks around him. 
that's exactly yeah that's exactly what breach was saying while you were tripping all over yourself trying to pretend you're nick Bowles. but um yeah no you just trade trade down and get as many picks as possible you don't trade down that far you could even trade down two spots and still get will anderson or jalen carter and, and probably get a nice little haul I didn't love. I didn't love. I didn't like Justin Fields at Ohio State as a prospect. I thought that you could really like his blitz pickup was really bad, and that if he got pressured a ton, he he, he couldn't deal with it. And Ohio State offense, a lot of times, you just the way he played against Clemson in that playoff game, man, changed changed my opinion of him. And then even if he's not a great passer right now in the NFL, he's a great runner, and the Bears' offensive line is horrendous. And the receiver and it's and injured, and the receivers are horrendous and injured. Like, there's no way you can expect Justin Field to be good. He yeah. he's he's carrying that team to being quasi-competitive by virtue of his pure athletic ability. It's like a homeless person's version of the 2015 Panthers with Cam Newton. Or if you put him on, I mean, what does this team look like, Breach, if, if he's with uh, Greg Roman, like he's not, he's there's no Lamar Jackson. You have Justin Fields on, on that Ravens team with Greg Roman. I mean, they probably look very similar. Yeah, and and like it feels like they've been stepping that way. Obviously, their offense was completely incompetent at the beginning of the season. They had no idea how to use Justin Fields, but they've slowly gotten better each week. But the Bears just don't have a lot of talent, and like mm. their what offense line's not good. What, you, what if you flip Jared Goff and Justin Fields? Then Jared Goff gets sacked seven times, Jared and Goff the Lions are forty-one. He's dead. He's, yeah. he's dead. He's the guy at the wall tripping on the court. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, do we do do we want anything on the Chiefs and the Broncos? Felt like the dead cat bounced for the Broncos a little bit. Russell Wilson is uh, wearing a lot he's of still padding. Lost. He's wearing a lot of padding. Yeah, that's I mean, called having, uh, trying, to, trying to protect his ribs. I don't know. What happens called. when you're the most sacked quarterback. Looks very. Just looks like he's wearing a lot of thick padding. That's called. Thanksgiving and Christmas catching up with you. I'm telling you, man. I know what thick padding looks like. No, he's he's terrible. And you know, Did Mahomes win the MVP on Sunday. No, Jalen Hurts. I think as you sort of half kiddingly made your case, made his case. So I think if he comes back and plays and balls out next week, he'll still be in the mix. But I also think that if uh, Josh Allen or Joe Burrow has yeah, a huge game Monday night, that's right. Three touchdowns, 400 yards. That that person could vault themselves and it ain't like patrick mahomes played lights out he continues to make sort of weird non-patrick mahomes like mistakes that end up being like red zone interceptions and he's got to he's got to fix that but he's also got these like he's got like 10 uh you call them heisman moments where it's like just ridiculous plays and just just the sense i get from talking to people who you know for the mvp is that mahomes is the guy somebody has to take it either mahomes has to minus 750 holy crap Mahomes either has to – he basically has to lose the Raiders in Week 18 to not win the award is the sense I get. Maybe more than that if it's minus 750 the next no, – I, I, mean, I don't know if I trust the award bargains. I just I, – I, when he was minus 300, I thought it was a wrong number. And we talked to Pete. You can listen to the podcast. We talked to Pete. Um, I talked to a couple like other voters off you – know, not on the podcast. And it was like, oh, Mahomes is the guy. Like, everyone – people who are voting for this need a reason – to not vote for Mahomes. And I think that reason has to be breached to your point. Joe Burrow like obliterates Buffalo and then wins and like and and the Chiefs stumble and the Bengals steal the one seed. I, I don't even know if winning the division will get it. Well, I think another part of it is, is, is that I don't know that voters take into consideration because a lot of them look at numbers and how well they played. But when you look at the top three seeds in the AFC right now, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Bengals. 
Patrick Mahomes is 0-2 against the Bills and the Bengals. He's sure. not played well in those two big games. And the winner of the Monday night game will be 2-0. You know, if the Bengals win, Joe Burrow's 2-0 against the, beat the Bills once, beat the Chiefs once. And if the Bills win, then Josh Allen uh, is 2-0 by beating the Chiefs and the Bengals. So it's just that Mahomes didn't come up in those two big, big games. And I think there's something to be said for that. You know, if he's far and away above everyone, then it doesn't matter. But if you're kind of even, then I feel like that can be one of the deciding factors. For, for sure. The one, I'm not, this isn't even like an argument about the football nature of it. It's more about the award voting nature of it. As we mentioned several times, they changed the nature of how you vote now. You, you vote, you list for the MVP, you have to list five guys one, two, three, four, five. And one, you get five points, two, you get four points. I think they haven't really explained it, but that sort of changes it. And these, these votes are due. Your ballot is due. It used to be you wrote one name down, you pick your MVP. Now you have to pick five guys, which makes it like we should, we should do the, the thing for like a uh, 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 Sean, what's his name, would um, have us do the five, the five, the list of five people. Like you have to you have to think about the three, four, and five more than you think about one or two most of the time. And I, and I think that these voters are maybe because they have about a 24 to 48 hour window to turn around this ballot and they take it seriously. And I think they're sort of saying, like, we're trying to get our heads right, like trying to figure out where we think, you know what I'm saying? Like they're, they're like, Mahomes is our guy. Someone has to come to do something different in order to change our minds because we have to fill out this full ballot of it. And I, I, I just sort of think, unless the Chiefs stumble, it's just going to be Mahomes. Uh, and real quick, the ballot is, uh, if you get a first-place vote, it is 10 points. Second-place vote is five points. Mm. Third-place vote is three points. Fourth-place vote is two points. Fifth-place vote is one point. So they're is really making it so that someone with uh, who doesn't win the first-place vote category is can't have a win the award. Okay, right. that's, that's a good point. And, and, and look, by the way, I mean, this is a tangent that nobody cares about. I'll make it short. Changing this, announcing this change in the middle of the season – when the NFL is like embracing gambling and everyone's betting on these awards and no one knows that this enormous change, like the, like the voting procedure is just another example of how a lot of times these sports leagues, whether it's the NFL or the PGA or whoever, the NBA is good at it. Don't get, don't wrap their heads around what they're trying to dive into when they dive into this pool of sports betting. Moving on. Let's look at the playoff picture. Playoff picture. It'd be easy. Actually, it's not easy. This is this is a um, I, 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 you know, we we're talking about the schedule. Like this, it's it was hard to figure out what the schedule is going to be for Week 18 because the playoff picture is so muddled. It's a lot of the parody. Now in the AFC, AFC playoff picture. Look ahead. We have two spots open. The four seed, which is the AFC South, can be won by the Titans if they win in Week 18. It can be won by the Jaguars if they win in Week 18. However, the Jaguars, with the seven seeds still open, currently occupied by an eight and eight New England team. By the way, Tom Brady also eight and eight can be won by the Jaguars if a series of events happen. Miami is still alive, and Pittsburgh is still alive as well, right? Mm-hmm. Spreach chokes out that yawn. Um, Tennessee can only be the four seed. The seven seed will either be New England, Miami, Pittsburgh. Or Jacksonville. Breach. Who is your four seed, and who is your seven seed? Uh, I think I spent three minutes earlier explaining. That I think Tennessee can play with Jacksonville. It's going to be a close game, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm going with Jackson Dayville only because their mascot wears 
uh, what does he wear? He wears thongs. He wears speedos. They're speedos. Speedos? He wears thongs too. Oh, there's two very different things. Whatever. It has like a, it covers your, yeah. A thong, I think, a a thing up your butt. I mean, I think Jacksonville gets the four seed. And I think, I don't know, I think the Steelers get the seventh seed. Ryan, would you like to, here's the thing. I bet that Breach and I were right. The, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, let me ask you this. Let me pick it. They're going to be the seventh seed. The Jaguars are winning. I mean, I don't know what you guys are worried about. Here's my only thing. Can Skylar Thompson beat Mike White? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a question. It's like, this sounds like a, like the, a question about the breaking bad, like season finale or something. I know it does. That's right. Actually, they're, they're distant relatives. This is the spinoff that There's takes a, place. There is a Skylar in a white, in a white. Yeah. Yeah. And Las Cruces. Debo knows what's what I'm talking about because if they can in Breaking Bad right now, yeah, if they can, Buffalo just has to beat the Patriots in Week 18, and breaches outline reasons why they may or may not care to do that depending on what happens on Monday Night Football. So Miami, as much as I don't trust them, and Tua, here's Tua, the thing. Tua cannot play. Here's the other thing. I mean, not this week, but if what if Teddy Bridgewater and or Skylar Thompson get them into the playoffs, then the the conversation will be can Tua play. The, you know, in, in the in the playoff game. So that's a concern. So I, I think that's the thing. New England has to win out, which means they have to beat the Bills. That feels like a tall order, all else being equal. And by that, I mean that um, the Buffalo has a reason to play. And then, of course, we know what the Steelers have to do, and that requires uh, Buffalo beating the, the, the uh, Patriots, which is certainly uh, plausible. But the Jets have to beat Miami next week, and I don't know if that's going to happen. So I'm going with the Dolphins as much as I don't want to. Ooh. If anyone saw me laughing, I was wondering what's going on. It's because I... Breach put a tweet in our Slack chat from noted friend of the podcast, one of the uh, hosts of Good uh, Good Morning Football, and apparently noted mascot creeper Peter Schrager, <laughs> who tweeted out a picture of Jacksonville actually was wearing a thong. I would like Thank to retract. You. I would like to retract my statement about the speedo. That is a that is a, a jaguar thong that he's wearing. The Pick Six um, Podcast, where you come for Brenton's wrong football takes, and it turns out his wrong <laughs> takes about underwear. <laughs> Double down on New Year's mascot day. underwear. Somebody needs to have a, a podcast just about mascot underwear. That's actually that's actually should be the title of this podcast. All right, Brinson, who is your four and seven? Uh, I mean, I, I had Jacksonville winning the division before the season, so I obviously am going to keep rolling with my Jaguars. And uh, I mean this in all seriousness. If it's a if the Packers and the Jaguars meet in the Super Bowl, anyone yeah. who lives in Arizona or is near Arizona, you come and hang out with me, Breach and Ryan. I will buy your drinks. Oh, anyway. I thought I was gonna get another tattoo. You have you'll be all tatted up by the time the season. Uh, I'll, I'll be, I'll be, if, if if Joe Burrow lights up the lights up the Bills and we get a Jacksonville Packers uh, Super Bowl, I will be like sleeve tattoos. Um, as far as the seven seed, you must get a tattoo of Jackson Deville in a thong <laughs> in a speedo on my butt. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, who's your who's your seventh seed? <sighs> I mean, I guess I'm sticking with the Steelers. Man, Kenny Pickett's got the juice. He's got less stoof. The so stuff Mike, they say Mike White is beating Skylar Thompson. So saying. no one is taking the Patriots, who have I, the I, easiest I path because they only have to win one game. They have to play the Bills. But, and, and no, 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 no. But the Bills are playing for the one seed. Well, but we'll, we'll, it depends. Let me, let me throw this out there. If the Bengals win Monday night and the Chiefs win on Saturday afternoon, then the Bills are not playing for the one seed. And then it's do they play to try and get the two or three seed? But those are kind of interchangeable. Let, let me, a little. Let me throw this out there. 
the Buffalo Bills in 2020 were locked into a spot in the playoffs. Did not need to play their starters. And they decided to beat the Dolphins 56 to 26. Just to flex on somebody in the division. I think Sean McDermott, look, hey, preach. We know a few grumpy people from William and Mary occasionally. I think Sean McDermott would like to flex on if Sean McDermott has a chance to knock Bill Belichick out of the playoffs, they will knock Bill Belichick out of the playoffs. They won't, they won't, they won't do anything crazy like, you know, run for Josh Allen 40 times. They will do what they need to do to make sure that the Patriots are not in the playoffs to remind them that this is the Bills division now. I do not think there's a chance in hell the Patriots beat the Bills in week 18. So feels like is, long is, is there a scenario where the Patriots can lose and so good? I guess every, like all three of those teams lose, they're they're good, right? Um, let's see. Yeah, they're all eight and eight, and Patriots have the tiebreaker right now. So if oh no, is that the Jacksonville? Oh, if, oh is it no? Jacksonville? Jacksonville would win in your situation. Jacksonville has to win. Patriots, Dolphins, and Steelers all lose. So the Dolphins have to lose. Uh, Vegas, they've already yes. lost. Pitt would have to lose, and then um, Houston would have had to, to to won today against Jacksonville, which didn't happen. No, so, they that can still happen. The the Patriots get the. So if 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 the here it is, if the Jaguars win against the Titans in Week 18, the Jets beat the Dolphins on the road, the the Browns beat the Steelers on the road, and the Patriots beat the Bills. Excuse me, the Bills beat the Patriots at home, then the Patriots would still be the seventh seed. They have the right. tiebreaker over the Titans. New England and Jacksonville, I think, are the only two teams that can get in at eight and nine in the seventh seed. Mm. I think Buffalo will flex as hard as possible on the Patriots. Well, I would just remind Sean McDermott, and I get why he would do that to follow the advice that I gave Brian Dable. Stay in your lane. Don't be a hero. Brian Dibble is his offensive coordinator oh, when, when they, when they flexed on the Patriots, when they flexed on the Dolphins, just FYI. Okay, NFC, playoff picture. Pausing for dramatic effect. It's a Debo can scroll down. The number one seat's still open because Philly is slipping. The NFC East is still open. However, there are six spots clinched in the NFC. Philly hasn't won the division. San Francisco is San Francisco and Minnesota are have won the division or are locked in that spot. Tampa Bay is locked into the four seed. They can't go anywhere else. Dallas, I believe. Well, no, Dallas could jump up because they win the division. Giants are, are the Giants locked in the sixth seed? They should be, right? Yes. Yes. Giants locked in six, Tampa four. Those are only two things are locked. Philly, San Francisco, Minnesota, and Dallas could could mix around in the one, two, three, and five range. The seven seed undecided. Seattle currently holds it at eight and eight. Also available for your perusal, the Detroit Lions and Dan PC Principal Campbell, eight and eight, and the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Effing Rodgers, who just shaved his head and is acting like he knows he's about to go to run, which he's done three times before in his career at eight and eight. Mr. Wilson, oh my gosh. you can do this quickly. Just say Lions and we'll go to breach. Lions. Breach. <laughs> Packers. Packers. Easy. It's, it's, it's the Packers. So you guys are crapping all over the Seahawks, who currently are the seventh seed. Oh, well, none of us look the seventh seed in the AFC either. Packers are, all, the, all Aaron Rodgers has to do is beat the Detroit Lions in Lambeau Field in her, like probably freezing weather in the final week of the season when everyone's doubted him and he's been yelling 
Why do you keep doubting us? Aaron Rodgers is is winning that game. He's not. He's twenty eight and four in his career in December and January. So you're right. telling me he's right. lost regular right. season. You told me he's lost four games. This is a Got stone it. cold mortal lock. All right, let's. All right, if they if they lose, you guys shave your head. No, I don't want to do that. That's a stone cold mortal lock. Said someone you're who's bald, about to be bald, bald in seven days. Ridiculous! You're bald. Like <laughs> making. I didn't call it a mortal lock. Okay. Well, if the lion, if the Packers win, then Wilson has to wear one of your two pays. <laughs> For a month. I, I, I'm not. I'm saying this jokingly, but like, no, I was going to like do a mud and chops joke, but I'm not going to do that. It's too too cold. My face is too pale to do that. All right. I mean, you, no, pick something reasonable, and I'll make a bet about the uh, the Packers. You just said life. Stone Cold Mortal Lock, which is what prompted me to make the. I'm not shaving my head. I'm in my 40s. I shave my head. Who knows what the hell's going to happen when it comes back? That's the hope. come back. That's the hope. That's what Wilson wants. You get a cut. You never shave your head. You shave your, if you shave your head after you're 20, you're begging to get some weird thing coming out of your hair. Yeah, you'll be cut, or you'll nothing, come back or come like Frisco. This is what I'm going for. Right. right. I'll tell you what. If if the Lions win this game, what's they going to do? I will do the Week 18 podcast. I will write in non permanent marker. Ryan Wilson was right on my forehead and do the entire podcast. Okay. And if, if the Packers win the game, you have to write Brinson rules on your forehead and do the entire podcast with no hat. No, I'm going to write a hat. No, no hat. No, you that's not even, it's not one, to, the, the spread isn't a pick them. So, I mean, I got to get more than that. Sounds like you're not convinced. All right. We'll that'll do it for us. We'll see. Wilson Welch, Wilson Welcher. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. For Wilson, who nailed the NFC South and Breach, who's a Bengals fan. I'm Brenton. See you guys later. Bye. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.